Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so incredibly grateful to have you here. Again, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Today we are going to talk about a key and very important spiritual discipline, and that is fasting. This is not a topic that any of us would love to talk about, quite honestly, but this really is a key in our spiritual lives, and it goes hand in hand with um, the topic of this show, which is spiritual disciplines with the habit of Bible reading and prayer, and it's such a regular feature throughout the Bible. But before we do, I just wanted to reiterate the goals of this podcast, first and foremost, to help all people everywhere establish or strengthen the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. And that includes those who have never darkened a church door or who don't regularly darken a church door. It includes those who have walked in religion but never known the power of the Holy Ghost those who have known the power of the Holy Ghost but never really had a deep personal walk with God, and those who have known the power of the Holy Ghost and have walked away. Um, And so I believe that the Word of God is for everybody. It's how we get to know God. It's how we find salvation. It's how we feed our souls so we're not living from a place of spiritual starvation. And there is healing in the Word of God and in the presence of God. And so first goal of the podcast, to help everybody everywhere establish the habit of Bible reading and prayer. And secondly, just to bring some encouragement. I do pray and have prayed many times for the people who will listen to episodes, just that they will find hope, that there will be encouragement and healing as people listen. And so again, just the goals. But let's get back to fasting. I am going to, on today's episode, it's kind of split into three segments instead of two, like it typically is. I'm going to just encourage you to fast. I'm not going to go into all the whys and wherefores of fasting. There's a ton of information about fasting online, and there's a ton of information about fasting in the Bible. And so, again, not a deep uh, study on fasting, but just an encouragement to fast. And for today's unedited entry, I'm going to share an entry called A Distant Call. It's very short. Um, I have felt strongly to share it this week. And before I shared, I also felt to share just some general thoughts on the call of God and kind of some caveats um, to what I will share in the unedited entry. So that's a lot of details, but let's just talk about fasting. First of all, Fasting is pretty simple. It's withholding food for a particular length of time. It's not eating for maybe one meal, two meals a day. Could be not eating from sunup to sundown. Maybe for three days, for seven days, for 10 days, for 21 days. 
or sometimes people do 40-day fasts. Now, I do think you have to enter into longer fasts very cautiously. Probably need to talk to your pastor or a, a doctor um, and do it very, very cautiously. Sometimes people do Daniel fasts, which is based on the book of Daniel, the fast that he did, and they do it for 10 or 21 days. So again, there's a lot of scripture for fasting. Jesus said, when ye fast, not if ye fast. And there's a scripture in Matthew. He says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. The King James says he will reward you openly. So clearly Jesus assumed that we, as followers of Christ, would fast. And there's many examples of fasting in the Bible. This was a major concept for the Jewish people. God had given instructions to Moses that some of the festivals or feasts would involve fasting. Ezra fasted for direction. David fasted um, when he had received news from Nathan that his child would die. Esther declared a fast for all the Jewish people at an impending death threat from Haman. Jesus fasted for 40 days. The early church fasted. Uh, when they were seeking direction. And there are other examples of fasting as well. But the reasons we fast, um, I'm just going to list a couple. First and foremost, fasting crucifies our flesh. It helps us die to ourselves. It helps us take up our cross. Our pastor always tells our church, you fast to say no to this appetite so you can say no to other appetites. And such an important reason that we fast. We're just learning to tell our flesh, no, it doesn't run the show. It can't have its own way. Secondly, it is a display of humility, of repentance, of dependence. All throughout the Bible, you see that, that people would humble themselves in sackcloth and ashes, and they would fast as a display of of dependence upon God. I always sort of think uh, fasting adds an exclamation point to your prayers. We do not use fasting as a way of twisting God's arm or trying to manipulate him. He is good. He is sovereign. He's in control. He is the one who knows what is best. But there is something about fasting that says, I know only you can help in this particular situation, God, and I am just expressing complete and utter dependence upon you. And lastly, we fast for spiritual authority. Jesus told his disciples when they could not cast out a devil, he said, this kind cometh not out but by prayer and fasting. And so there is a spiritual authority that we gain, um, again, partially just by the crucifixion of our flesh. Our spirit man rises and is stronger, and that is facilitated largely by fasting. There are definitely benefits to fasting. Um, There's, again, the benefit of crucified flesh. And one of the things that happens, we are drowning out all the other voices when we fast, our spirit becomes stronger, and therefore the word, the word of God and the voice of God becomes clearer in our lives. There's incredible health benefits to fasting. People in the health and the fitness world fast because there are a lot of benefits to fasting. I recently heard Sister Pat Vick talk about autophagy, and this is a very fascinating um, 
concept. I've heard a lot of different health benefits of fasting over the years. But I would encourage you to look it up. There's a man who's won a Nobel Peace Prize for his studies on autophagy and on fasting. And so there's definite health benefits to fasting. And one of the benefits that I find when I fast is that it clears your mind of clutter. And again, therefore, it magnifies the voice of God. I experienced this recently. We did a three-day fast as a church and it had been a little bit since I'd done one. And just felt like there was a clarity of mind. There's inspiration that just kind of springs up fresh. I don't know. It kind of unclogs the ductwork, so to speak. And so again, just an encouragement to fast. I'm not telling you how to do it or when to do it or how long to do it. I'm not giving you all of the scriptural um, points that I could, but it is definitely, again, a key in our spiritual walk, a key spiritual discipline as prescribed by Jesus and by the word of God. And so again, just an encouragement to fast. Read Isaiah 58, read Joy Haney's book, When You Fast, and um This is such a powerful habit that we can use in our walk with Jesus. Today, for the unedited journal entry, I am going to read entry 61 from the book, Unedited Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer. It is called A Distant Call. And uh, this I wrote a number of years ago. Just a little thought that God had given me about all the people in the word of God where he called them and then they went through this long season before they saw the fulfillment of that call or before they saw God really bring a dream to fruition. And I felt strongly to share it this week, but before I do, I just want to give a few thoughts on the call of God. I didn't want to be irresponsible by sharing an entry about the call of God without just giving a few thoughts on the call of God. And so, just wanted to share this. First of all, no man can call us. Only God can call us. And when the call of God is there, it's inescapable. It will just be something that we cannot get away from. And the will of God is the work of God. This is something that our pastor tells us frequently. Um, And he says, do the general will of God until you find the specific will of God. We are called to people. We're not called to positions. And if we can remember that, the call is always going to be the mission of Jesus. It's always going to be to souls. We're not looking to be, you know, pastor, although we can be called to be a pastor. We're not necessarily looking for the role of children's ministry director, though the call to reach souls may involve a title. That's not the ultimate aim. A calling is never going to be about making us great, but it's always going to be about making him great. And typically when we feel a call of God on our lives, we have one of two responses. Either we, A, try to force things to happen. In our time frame, we try to force doors open. We feel this sort of franticness to make it happen. Or we run from the call of God, like Jonah, or we try to ignore it. And there's probably a lot of reasons for that. And the enemy wants to keep us from responding to the call of God through many different things. Maybe we don't know how. And a lot of times the call of God is going to take us outside of our comfort zone, outside of our human capabilities, because we have to learn to rely on him. The mission is his. The call is his. We are his. 
And he wants us to know that apart from him, we can do nothing. We cannot, again, fulfill a call without him, without his strength, without his direction, without his leadership. Maybe we feel disqualified from the call for whatever reason. Again, maybe a lack of skill or a lack of know-how, maybe past failures, maybe current issues. There's some insecurities that can keep us from responding to the call of God. And so again, those are typically our two, re- two responses. We try to make it happen. We assume it's going to be tomorrow or we run from it and try to ignore it. But the Bible tells us that the gift and the calling of God are without repentance. If God called us to do something, even if it was years ago, the call is still there. Even if we have run from it, or even if a lot of life has unraveled and unfolded from that point until now. Maybe we feel called to teach a Bible study, but we're intimidated, or maybe we feel called to serve the kingdom in a particular way, but it doesn't pay much, and we don't know how we could do it, and we don't know if, you know, we just can't work out all the whys and the hows in our head. Maybe we feel called to plant a church or start a small group or volunteer to serve in a particular capacity. But again, it takes us outside of our comfort zone. But if we feel called to do something particular, I just want to give a couple of steps in responding to that call. First and foremost, talk to your pastor. Talk to your spiritual authority. If you're married, talk to your spouse. Never try to respond to a call of God outside or out from under spiritual authority. And years ago, I heard Raymond Woodward say something about when we're waiting for God to fulfill call in our lives, maybe there's something particular we feel led to do, but it's just not the timing. He said, study yourself full and pray yourself hot. And I love that little phrase. Whatever we're waiting for God to do, we can be seeking him, learning more of him, getting on our knees, getting in his word during that time. And if there's something that we have to do to walk in calling, let's do it. If our call involves a wait, it's not a wasted time. It's a waiting that's shaping us, that's forming us. We can grow as a person while we wait. We can improve in the moments that we're waiting for God to bring a calling to fruition. And so again, just a couple of thoughts before I read today's unedited journal entry. And just a reminder that if God has placed a call on your life, don't run from it. There's no fulfillment in our lives if we are not serving the kingdom, reaching others, and responding to the call that God has placed on each and every single one of us. And so today, after a lot of thoughts and caveats, I will read today's unedited entry, A Distant Call. I have been thinking about moments of calling. God gave Joseph two dreams. Those were moments. Samuel poured the oil over David's head one time. It was a moment of anointing. Noah had a moment where God said unto him, and he worked for years based on what he'd heard. Abraham had a moment where the Lord had said unto Abraham, and a promise was made. He uprooted 75 years of life and ventured into the unknown based on that one moment. The promise would be reiterated to him, but only in five subsequent moments over the next 25 years. Simon, Andrew, James, John, Matthew, and Philip all had a moment where they heard the voice of Jesus say, follow me. Saul turned Paul had one road of Damascus moment. 
The simple fact is that often callings and dreams are issued in a moment, and they are only issued to you. Real callings and real dreams will certainly undergo real tests. What is commissioned in a moment may be tested for years. It will be tried repeatedly and only confirmed very infrequently. It's almost as if God asks, Will you pursue me and prepare for a calling that is now only a distant memory? The moment of calling was long time ago, and a lot has transpired between then and now. Do you still take me at my word? Do you still believe me to fulfill a very distant dream? Do you trust me to make a way for a call from a long time ago? The call, the dream, the vision, given in a moment and certainly tested by the passage of time, more than likely the moment will be a hazy memory before it comes to fruition. But for the one to whom the call was given, that memory must be clutched tightly. The memory of that moment is so closely personal and must be held with a tight-fisted, white-knuckled grasp. Remembering that moment becomes fuel to endure all the subsequent moments on the path to the fulfillment of a call. Remember the oil, David. Remember the sheaves and stars, Joseph. Remember the blueprint, Noah. Remember the word from the Lord, Abraham, Peter, John. Let the sound of follow me ring in your ears. Remember the Damascus Road encounter, Paul. Remember the moment of a call. And so today, just encouragement on two fronts. First of all, an encouragement too fast to allow God to lay a length of time on your heart that you will abstain from food, to hear his voice more clearly, to crucify your flesh, and to express dependence on him. And secondly, an encouragement to respond to the call of God. Again, just felt so strongly to share that epi- or that um, entry this week. We have to cling to those moments when God placed a call in our lives. If he saved us, his desire is to use us for his glory, for his kingdom, for his mission, which is always people and always souls. Thank you again so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit megunedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.